So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast with Eight Graves. We're gonna ask them some questions today. I'm gonna start. So what inspired you guys to start the band and then what does the band name mean? Uh the band name was just a shot in the dark. We, at first. Yeah, at first we came up with like a bunch of different names. It came to Graves, we found out it already existed, and then Eight Graves sounded nice, like just kind of rolled with the A vowel. Uh, and then we kind of retrofitted a reason behind it. Mm-hmm. right you say yeah. it better than I it was kind of your idea was it yeah. well nick and i had been in a lot of bands together yeah and uh we always say like we kind of were like musical felines we have nine lives <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like we have nine lives and kind of eight graves we know this is probably our last chance to really kind of make something work and um so it's kind of our last chance so yeah. i really like that <laughs> that is so cool oh my god <laughs> so okay. it's, it's also it's also um as as you know, that kind of sounds desperate and dire. But at the same time for us, um, I also like to always say that I think it also represents that as long as you have like kind of one last chance, you can make something happen. Right. So it's also about not giving up, you know, no matter how many times you yes. fail. Um, what's the what's the saying? Fall down seven times, stand up eight or whatever. Right. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like that, too. Like no matter how many times that something goes wrong for you, as long as you're willing to try again, you can hopefully make it work. So it's also I try to put a positive spin on it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as why we chose to do it, we just really like making music, you know, That's valid. Yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, um, expressing myself through writing has become a, a huge coping mechanism for me. It's a huge way that I deal with a lot of the negative things that I feel. So me getting it out is, uh, is really important. It, it, it's literally helps me survive, you know? So just being able to express myself is, is really helpful to me mentally. And uh, thankfully, I have a friend to to help me do it, you know? So, how wholesome. It's, it's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the nine lives thing, though, I think it's, uh, I think this one's working out for you guys. I'm just going to well, throw that see. out there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah man. It's it's tough, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you got Kanye West complaining he's not making enough money, right? Yeah. So, well, it's, yeah. I mean, you're right. It's um, hard, you know? It's definitely difficult. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to steal Glory's question here. Uh, you guys said you had other names. Do you remember any of them? Oh, other bands? No, mm-hmm. no like the other oh, band yeah. names for this project. Oh, you said yeah, you had yeah, a couple yeah. Other and... For Eight Graves? I don't remember what else. I don't remember. Through. I know. So at one time, we had another person managing us and helping us. And um, he managed an artist who's very, very creative. And he was like, oh, he's going to come up with some names. Yeah. And I remember the names being particularly terrible. Like, <laughs> oh. we were both... We were both, like one of one of them was I remember the only one I remember blind was blind and fold blind, blind and fold. fold was what he wanted us to call our band and I was like that's not gonna do it that's dude. awful I'm sorry and we blind and fold graves and they wanted us to change it from eight graves to that and I was like that's that's just not gonna happen dog that's so <laughs> horrible bad. it was, so bad. It was horrible. a hard no I was like yeah that's that's not gonna happen and you guys have wow. like this aesthetic going with it too like how would you have like blind and fold what kind of fucking aesthetic yeah, I would that be? I don't know yeah. that, that, that's a, I don't know yeah see that's a really important thing that you know that's a really good observation is that we we kind of we knew that we I feel like we almost knew the aesthetic we wanted before we knew yeah, we had right? some bullet points that we wanted to hit for sure. And there was even a time like when we first started that we were writing things that were like almost more pop R&B. And I was like, oh, but I want to like squeeze them into this this dark aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And it really didn't make a lot of sense. It was almost like we knew the aesthetic we wanted before. But couldn't get the sound there. Exactly. Yeah, before we found a way to get the sound there. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So it's funny. You're 100% right. That's That was huge you know, yeah. for us to, to, to stick with that. I almost feel like the name was pushing us 
in the right direction yeah, the exactly. whole time. Yeah. It's like, okay, now it's kind of like eight grades. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's that's good you chose that one because the other one is tragic. I was like, uh, this is what we waited for. This and they did this big like unveiling, like, all right, are you ready? Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh no, they liked it up. And I was like, uh, all these are terrible. So Absolutely was, horrible. It's kind of funny that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um so congrats on your newest release, Red. Thank you, Thank you very much. Of course. How do you feel about the response to it so far? It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've arrived at this point where every time we do a release, this song does yeah. a little better than the last. And mm -hmm. it's funny because as, you know, when you make music, you, you kind of have this preconceived notion about how the song is going to do. Mm -hmm. And that may or may not really impact your love of the song, right? Like there's songs that we really, really like. Like for us, I think Teeth, yeah. um, you know, Teeth was the one that we were like, oh, you know, this isn't going to do as well as the other songs because it's a little more aggressive. It's a little bit more harsh and it tends to be, I know it's probably a little bit less universal, universally listenable. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but we were still love it. And, you know, we're still super proud of it, but we didn't think it was going to do that well. And then it wound up having the biggest release of a single that we've ever time. had. Yeah. So, you know, and now, and now evil has kind of um, supplanted that as our biggest release. So every time we are releasing something, we're just seeing this, you know, which, yeah, you're counter. I mean, that's that's what you want. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just got to keep building. Um, exactly. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. I think we're doing it, um, playing kind of a long game. You know, mm -hmm. like it's very easy to sign a deal or like get a bunch of money lent to you and kind of use that to kind of, you know, skyrocket up really fast. But I think you have a lot more stability and safety. Um, and also, I you know, I find a great sense of pride in the fact that we've been laying everything kind of from the ground to the foundation. None of the plays or follows or, you know, whatever we have, they're all real, mm -hmm. right? There's no, we didn't, we didn't pay for an Instagram account with, with 25,000 followers, <laughs> right? We didn't like, like everything we have is real. So, and we see now that that does equate to having your project be sustainable mm -hmm. in the long term. So it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, very paying, comforting. <laughs> yeah, paying your way to the top is definitely that way to make like the one hit wonder. So mm -hmm. exactly. definitely, and you can have an immense amount of success very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but you will fall just as fast as as you shot up. You know, yeah, sure. definitely. Or, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so, can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this EP and how it changed from like your first release to now? Definitely changed a lot, a lot. I mean, obviously, COVID, quarantine, and stuff couldn't see each other um so typically it would be like hey Brent, i got this idea it's a minute and a half of music loop it show me what you got pass, pass it back and forth come over he'd track it we kind of like hash out some vocal ideas like in, you know together but now it's like all right well i can't record you anymore so you have to buy all the equipment and set it all up at your place and have all the frustration that comes along with it because yeah. i did all the audio engineering you know so mm -hmm. i'm notoriously terrible with technology and nick is brilliant with it mm -hmm. so it's like me me making the mistakes that nick made like five years ago, <laughs> five oh, years ago no. 15 years ago yeah. you know yeah and uh me being like why isn't this working and nick's like you didn't do this like you didn't flick this one switch you didn't click mm -hmm. this one button yeah. and i'd be like oh my god you gotta be i have to redo that whole thing now you know yeah yeah but so, it opened up opportunities mm -hmm. to kind of demo and work with vocals in a place where it's more intimate and at your own like 
time. Like, it's not like, all right, I have off this day and you have off that day and yeah. we have three hour window to get together. And, you know, because that's we're, how all the records are written. You we're know, both for, working full time jobs yeah. still. Right. Mm-hmm. So the only time we and I and my job, I happen to have to work on Saturdays most of the time. So the only day we ever really have both of us steadily having off is always Sunday. So it's always yep. been like the Sunday was like, all right, we're going to meet up at 11 and then we're going to like work until eight o'clock at night. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's always how it's been it's a lot of pressure. And it's like, you have to get stuff done. So now it's like a little easier. Just do it when you can. Cause yeah. I had, I was forced to learn. So in a lot of ways, um, you know, this record was um, exploratory in our process, but I think it's really like opened us up a lot. It was, it was something that I get very frustrated when I'm uncomfortable with my proficiency. I hate feeling like I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like my, it's like my worst, my, my, my the thing I'm, the worst at dealing with is feeling incompetent. So I, I have a hard time choosing to embrace things that I don't feel comfortable doing. And this kind of forced it upon me. And I'm thankful, you know, Nick is so patient. Like he's so like, dude, don't worry. You got this. Like just do the, like you're, he's always like encouraging me and making sure that, you know, I don't feel bad about the fact that I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's always good. Yeah. All right. Solid. All right. Works well. So, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So where was your headspace while creating red? Oh man, not a good, not a good space for me. Oh, I, I, uh, I tend to be very inundated by, I'm very like observant of the world around me in ways I probably should turn off, you know, like I could easily stay off Twitter and not wake up every morning and go, Oh, here's the 19 evil things that happened this morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Like here's it. Here's a plane crash. Here's us finding out about Trump's uh, concentration camps, giving women involuntary hysterectomies, right? Here's Mm -hmm. like, I'm the kind of person who I wake up and I read all of that stuff. And then I kind of have that in my head. And then I, you know, go to the store and watch somebody be rude or watch somebody refuse to wear a mask, right? Or like, you know, just I see that evil acted out by people. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just makes me... I I don't have the best outlook on the way that the world is. I think the world is kind of an evil, terrible place. And that's where, where red kind of came from. And not just seeing that externally, but also seeing that those tendencies reciprocated in yourself sometimes, right? Like seeing the worst parts of yourself and being the most critical of the parts of yourself that you look out into the world and hate and realize like a lot of that is you projecting your own weakness, your own um, insecurity, the own, your own things that you feel. So it's, it's kind of, it came from me really kind of absorbing a lot of negativity. Um, and I think that it resonates with a lot of people who listen to it, because I think a lot of us have been doing it this year, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of us have been forced to just take on more and more, to, you know, one more amazing person passes away, right? Like we had, yep. you know, uh, Justice Ginsburg this week, right? Or, yep. or you know, Kobe Bryant or, or you know, Oh, 50,000 people are dead. A hundred thousand people, you know, now 200,000 people are dead. Congratulations. Right. Like, and then watching protests and, um, you know, the police brutality that has been so, um, you know, markedly noticed and and observed and talked about. And it's just like, Oh man, like we all need to have like a national ice cream social or something, you know, like like, (laughs) positive, you know, something positive to look forward to. And and it just seems, Mm -hmm. um, know what this year reminds me of? It reminds me of attack on Titan. 
Yes. You know, like when you, watch, know exactly Attack on, you, you, mean, you yeah. watch Attack on Titan, it's just like, can they win once? Like in anything yeah. that happened to these people. Every episode, you're just like, well, this is the worst Well, case cool. Scenario. So it just got went bad to worse. And I yeah. feel like that's like been this year. And uh, and so I think that's kind of where my emotions for it came from, you know. Um, and I'm lucky Nick always finds a way to kind of create this soundscape that's like a balance of like this polish and this kind of rough around the edges, distorted kind of sound that really just kind of works for what I feel and have to say. And um, it's just really, I'm really lucky that we have it that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no one ever goes in depth with that question. I was like, holy shit, just in shock. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like that was good. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. yeah. Choose your next question wisely. Yeah. Be careful. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, you guys don't have any plans later. <laughs> so, what band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most on the CP? On the CP. Hmm. I don't know. What do you hear? I don't know. It's 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 hard. I, I would okay. say like it's an era I hear. I don't know if it's a particular like band. It, yeah. It's. It's Basically hard for us because we borrow, like, especially yeah. now, music has become so, like, genres are, like, it's this BPM with this drum pattern with this, right? And, like, that's how a genre is is gifted to something. And one question we get in our YouTube comments all the time is, like, well, what genre is this? Mm-hmm. And I'm always, like, LMAO, I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. So, like, what it is is, like. Um, there is definitely a bunch of bands. Like, for me, lyrically, I'm very influenced by um, bands – like Deftones, um, you know, like I even realized recently, like Slipknot, Taste. but also like a lot of the the emo stuff, you know, like uh, Alkaline Trio, um, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like that this kind of dark, kind of edgy stuff, but also kind of open. And then, you know, I know you're grabbing stuff from always the Prodigy for sure. Yeah, it's like all from like the mid to late '90s and early 2000s, like whether it's grunge or some sort of rock or alternative and like, or like UK based stuff, UK based. Yep. Yeah. So, so it's, it's why it's, we had a blend of like rock and electronic. Yeah. Going on. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to like really say anything comes from one place. Cause I also am very influenced by like soul singers and R and B singers. And, you know, like I kind of, you know, I just had the first couple of records started. To exactly. Out, I like yeah. I was like, I'm going to let my, my inner Anita Baker out, you know, like it, so it's, <laughs> it's funny cause we're grabbing from a lot of places. So it's hard to say that there's any one, um, any one particular artist but there's definitely genres and kind of this blend that we're kind of trying to create where we're we're literally allowing ourselves to take everything we like about music and do all of it and not really care yeah pick and choose like put these together what does that sound like this making a centaur you know like taking one half of something and another half of something and we don't care if they make sense we're gonna like find a way to jam them together and, and make it sound good so it's hard to put your finger on any one certain thing but yeah yeah, a lot of stuff. I, I think that answers yeah. the question. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really well. Okay, sick. Uh, so what made you choose the name Red? And is there any meaning behind the cover art? I mean, to to us or to me, really, it was just an eventuality between, like, you went from black to white. And then red is, I guess, really the only other color scheme that we use aesthetically. So it definitely matched our aesthetic, for sure. Right. But I was... Mm-hmm. Pretty, it was almost like it was predetermined that it was going to be called red. Yeah. But I was happy that it kind of worked out the way that it did because with black, like our first EP, and I really consider that our first EP, right? We've never discussed this, by the way. So I'm curious. What yeah. Say. So with oh. black, it was very much about um, 
the way that I felt during uh, a time away from music and kind of how depressed and um, I was not doing very well. And black was all about like kind of that sadness, that darkness, that, you know, black. It's you know, kind of almost self-explanatory. And then as Eight Grave started to kind of do well and people started to care about it, I became a lot more hopeful, you know? And then we had the white EP, right? Which was kind of like, I always say, white was when I started to see like this light at the end of the tunnel, right? That, And if you think about that, that's, that's white, right? Like that light. And um, with red, I felt, a, I feel so much as I become more secure and safe at home in my own head, right? I start to look out into the world a little bit more and I get really angry about the way that the world is. You know, I don't think, I think we've done a piss poor job of setting up our world, specifically in America, um, in terms of making people happy and, and actually taking care of people in a, in a way that provides them a life of happiness and fulfillment and dignity. Um, and when I look into the world and I see, you know, the things that inspire me to write something like eye for an eye, right? Like let's just steal on each other until we're all dead. Um, I get mad. So it kind of worked out in this way that I, I feel like we were probably red was an easy out because our aesthetic has always been kind of black, white, and red. And we had black, we had white, so we we're going to do red, but it did kind of work out there. I was exploring a lot of my kind of anger and um, kind of my frustration with the way the, the world works. And it kind of just lent itself to that color that, you know, seeing red, that anger, that, that you know, that blood pumping kind of aesthetic. So it worked out well. And, and you know, as far as the cover goes, we just kind of been taking the same cover and kind of recreating it different iteration yeah. so now we're going mm -hmm. going forward we know we're not going to be able to do that there's not going to be like a green ep yeah maybe we'll do sword and shield yeah maybe <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> so now we know we're going to have to actually come up with an image that really means something and i'm not looking forward to having to run my mind around that but yeah. we'll get there so, yeah, wait, exactly. there's not going to be a Christmas EP named like Green or something like that's not going to be. Oh my God, no. please. We're talking about the most depression, the pr depressing Christmas album of all time. <laughs> Bro, it'd be good though. <laughs> please. Know, please. Like, please. What do you, what, don't open that box. There's going to be something dead in it. <laughs> so that'd be a good song name though. Like, not going to lie. I'd... Yeah. I'll, um, I'll bank that one. I'll bank that one. I'll give you right okay, okay. if we do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so what song on the ZP took the longest to write and then what is your favorite off of it what song took the longest you said yeah mm -hmm. what one did it take? i don't even remember was it better off dead probably better off dead because that was right at the beginning where we we're just trying to figure out wait was that prior to quarantine yeah because we were working on better off dead like pretty much right after like that's the first song after oh yeah like, old world that's right so probably that took off took the longest time because we wanted to kind of like clear this you know it's like if you, eat so, if you eat something really spicy and then you want to eat something else i was gonna make mm -hmm. a food reference you have actually. to give it like a little time it's, to get that out of your mouth we needed a little palate refresher so yeah. we had to kind of take a step back for a few so better off dead was on the on the spent some time on table it. for the longest um so but good. the cool thing about it was all these songs happen pretty fast hmm. yes I, I, like two weeks three weeks maybe because sometimes. we were actually home and not working yeah mm -hmm. 
a lot of the times that we have time limitations, it's because we have to do our our IRL jobs, right? So, yeah. like, uh-huh. you know, for me, like I work right now, I'm working like 60 hours a week and then I get home and then I have to like stuff food in my face and then I get to work on music from like 10 p.m. to like two or three in the and morning on all the YouTube comments and do all the YouTube comments annually, and every single one answer our emails <laughs> and, you know, try to do all this other stuff. So it's always about trying to pack stuff in. And it was always a question in my head. Like if we really had the time, I wonder how we would respond. And we finally got that question answered when we had the time we could bang songs out really, really fast. So it's just about getting to a point where that's all we're doing, right? Getting mm-hmm. full time. So all these songs uh, happen real fast because we had the availability to do them. Yeah. Which is awesome because now we know we can do it, but it's also frustrating as all hell at the same time because it's like, like we could just you go know, back to that. Place. If we could just yeah. be there, yeah. you know, then then it's easier. That's the goal. Um, so they all happen pretty pretty fast, man. But better off dead took the longest just because we were really kind of taking our time to figure out where we wanted to go with the next the next batch of songs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the favorite one is we mm-hmm. probably oh, have different favorite. ones. Yours, Yours is, is teeth. Mine's teeth, yeah. Yeah, mine's better, better off dead, dead for sure. Oh, okay, yeah. taste. Both solid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so were there any songs that were, like, cut off of the EP? And will they no, ever we, see we the light of day? We do not have the luxury of doing that. Oh. Not, no. why, why? Actually, that's not true. We did have two songs. Okay, so, so here's the deal. Okay. So when we, because of our writing process, like, we make, like Nick says, we'll make a short loop, and then I'll write, like, a one pass right like a mm-hmm. verse a pre-chorus and a chorus right and i'll send that to nick and he'll be like nah and i'm like okay and then, <laughs> that, and then that goes in the garbage right yeah so we actually had three or four songs that i did write um there was i don't know for, for red or in, in total it just in, no for red cold was the one off of white that didn't make it right then there was i don't know there was oh, yeah. sundown there was oh yeah right so there was a couple songs that i made that we were like nah like but they they get they don't really become songs. It's almost like they're like it's almost like they're little eggs and they never hatch. They just mm-hmm. they go in the carton and go in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then maybe later I can take some of the lyrics I wrote for them and and recombine them into some yeah kind of cannibalize them <laughs> exactly. yeah or I'll take I even take pieces from production you yeah know, just like oh you know what that bridge and that one song was actually pretty good let's use it exactly you know? like we we wrote the cold that we wrote for white uh, didn't make the record. And then we've tried to retrofit that bridge into like 10 different songs because we wrote Hasn't this really yet. great bridge. And oh. it, it, <laughs> we were like, we're just like, get in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it yeah. just is not just working keeps popping out. out. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think I kind of get the vibe you want listeners to have while listening to this record. But like, what is that specific vibe? Do you have one? What would you like people to take away from it, Nick? Vibe-wise, it's funny because I'm always, like, trying to write something that's, like, edgy and aggressive. And when it comes time to execution, a lot of time people are like, you know, this feels kind of chill. I'm like, you feel chill listening to this? And it doesn't feel like that to me when I'm in my speakers and whatnot. Um, even like with evil people, like we have like a drop to me, it's really aggressive and people say, Oh yeah, it's actually pretty chill. It's chill. I'm like, it's pretty chill. I, I don't see that. So yeah, I think my perspective is not the way it would be to someone who's like, you know, 
not, you know, their face right up inside of it. You know, people from 30,000 feet can see it and hear it differently than I can. Mm -hmm. um, as far as like a goal for, for a vibe, I don't ever have a goal. I just sit in front of it and like I have, you know, a couple of components to work with and I just start messing around and I kind of just watch myself produce the song and I don't, every once in a while I'll be like, hmm, is that good? And I'll be like, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. And I keep going, you know, but honestly, it's just like, it just happens now at this point. There's a lot of stabbing in the dark uh, when we were first amateur musicians, if we're not amateurs now. If we're not, we, yeah, I don't, now, I don't know. I don't know. You're but, professional yeah, now. Early on, it was like, kind of, I don't know what I was doing. And that was kind of like, you have certain abilities to do certain things and, you know, don't have the skills yet. But now I, I feel like we have all the tools we need for now. Yeah. And it's just, it kind of writes itself, <clears throat> you know, lyrically, sometimes it's like, okay. Yeah, I, I kind of get to things. dictate the vibe a little bit more because of you're what starting the lyrics it, yeah. are, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and obviously that goes a long way into, like, if you listen to like the instrumental for Better Off Dead, for instance, it's kind of like, it's just chill and like kind of dark. But then, you know, you hear the lyric, I'm better off dead. It's like, well, well, there's what it's about. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. So for me, um, for me, I think that the the thing I always want to to have people come away with is I want people to feel one of two things. I either want people to be uncomfortable because I'm talking about some stuff that is I don't think talked about enough, right? Like I don't think that people embrace the kind of dark and kind of negative sides of their feelings enough. And I think that because of that, people start to feel really badly about themselves for not for feeling those things, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you feel like you're imperfect, if you feel like you're a little too angry, if you feel like you're a little bit too sad, um, you're afraid to share those things because you don't want to turn people off by the fact that you are feeling these things, right? That's why pe there's, that's why we lose people to suicide, right? They don't feel comfortable telling somebody, Hey, I'm sad enough that I might be in trouble. Right. Mm -hmm. So the two things I want people to either take away is one to make them uncomfortable because they don't want to talk about those things and realize that maybe they need to. Um, and the other thing is the second thing is to comfort people who I think do feel some of those things, right. Who do have, um, you know, who do get super mad, who do get super frustrated, who do, you know, hurt when they dig deep inside themselves and, and find things that they don't like. Right. So to me, the vibe is always either one of um, discomfort and kind of, you know, rough around the edges, kind of, um, you know, I, I mean, discomfort really is the best way to put it. Of course. Or acceptance. Right. Those are like the two things I want people to feel. I want you to either feel like you need to think a lot more about the things that you are allowing people to feel or you need to know that other people feel the same way that you do. You know, I don't know. Wow. All right. You guys are great. Oh my Yo, god. We're doing a good job. Oh Come my on. god. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, so this next question should go like super super fast. I yes. want you guys to describe your EP red in three words. Off the top of your head. That's hard. Um <laughs> as quick as you uh, can. Uh angry. Mm -hmm. Uh uh chill angry noise That's chill angry noise yeah okay because that makes sense right it so, does yeah I mean, it does uh from my perspective mm -hmm. it's finally done <laughs> oh! <laughs> 
That's a good one. That's Wonderful. Awesome. Thank, thank That's gosh. awesome. I want to break the yeah. rules. It's finally done. Go stream it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how'd you guys pick the track list order for the EP? We didn't pick. We it. didn't pick it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Was that like we don't have a say in how it goes? So really? our so our so our manager, our manager, and he is our, our best I, friend. I yeah. use it like this. He's one of our best friends. Yeah. Um. He was a musician himself. He was uh he was in that band Senses Fail for a long time. Um. He's a very accomplished musician. And after his time, um, oh, you know, once he stopped playing, uh, he started working in the music industry. And has hated every second of it uh, <laughs> because of that's the music industry. It's I mean, horrible. What's there to play? Yeah. It's just <laughs> filled with a bunch of people who either a wanted to be musicians and couldn't because they didn't have the driver talent, and therefore kind of resent musicians. Shots fired. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, where's a lie? <laughs> yeah. Or people who are come from very rich families that want to live in New York and want to be around famous people because it makes them feel cool about themselves. So their parents pay for them to have a $3,000 a month apartment and they have a job that pays them $40,000 and they're okay with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That's pretty much the music industry. Uh, And then it's a lot of people giving their friends jobs, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm rich and I have money and I need somebody to get the office coffee so you can have this job or worse, I need a vice president of my company and you're my buddy. So here you go. You have no idea what the hell you're doing. Um, so, but you're my friend. So have this job, you know, here and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Glitta, um, his name's Mike. So Mike, his last name is Glitta. We call him, we call him Glitta, but Mike, uh, Mike is literally brilliant. Um, he, it graves would not exist. No, it's, we would be, it's impossible that we would be a thing without him. It would be an audience of two without him for sure. Straight up. Yep. And he literally is so smart and so, um, attuned with what he thinks will work. And at first we were like, I don't know, man. Yep. You're kind of (laughs) talking, you're kind of talking crazy, you know? And then we just started doing everything he asked us to do. Like, and oh, it just was like, oh, right. so everything will sing, <laughs> every single thing you've had suggested has worked. Um, so, or predicted. Yeah. So he goes to us and he says, this should be the track record. And we're like, okay, that that's <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Sounds <laughs> great. We're just like, all right, no arguments here. And, and, and it's because he, he not only is obviously intelligent in the way that the industry works and the way the business end works, but also he knows a ton about music. He's a brilliant musician. He plays guitar, he plays bass, um, he plays drums, he can sing, he writes songs. So, you know, it's we're lucky that we have somebody who is both super intelligent in the way that the business works, but also um, understands what it's like to be an artist and understands yeah. the artistic end of it. Um, and I'm telling, I, I tell all of my friends who are musicians that are, should I, you know, so this guy, he works at this company. He wants to work with my band. Should I go? Does, the first thing I say is, have they ever played music? And if they haven't, then I'm like, no. Yeah, they only tell you about the people they they know. I know Mm -hmm. this guy, and I used to do that. Okay, go away. Don't care. To me, (laughs) me, there's no reason that anybody who doesn't understand music should be handling your musical career. So that's your absolute prerequisite. It's it's (laughs) like, it's basically playing in a band is is the equivalent of having, having had played in a band is the equivalent of having a bachelor's degree in the music world, right? In, In my opinion. I would say, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we're really lucky, but Glitta picked this pick track order. He does that sometimes. He actually recently was like, we should like 
think about how we're going to set songs up for the next like he's always like trying to line stuff up for us and show us like how things should go and uh and we trust him so we just kind of listen to him <laughs> and i'm not good with that stuff because i'm like not i'm not that like big picture i'm very like what i'm feeling right this very second and like mm-hmm. um and glitt is the opposite he always is yeah, it's looking, like what's tomorrow what's next month what's yeah. next year what's what's five years from he's now always he's always down looking down from thirty thousand yeah. feet away and nick you exist somewhere in the in the middle of that yes so it's good we have that balance we have like now next week next year you know mm-hmm. yeah. wow so guys that's perfect <laughs> Do you guys at least give the records a spin to make sure you didn't completely fuck it up? Or you just, like, this is perfect. Yes, oh, I God. did. The funny thing is, by the by the time that anybody else gets to hear the songs, we're over them uh-huh. because we have, you know, we have to. We finish a song and we normally try to give it um, like a five week lead time. So we submit the song five weeks before it coming out. Um, you can submit the song, I think, as soon as like forty eight hours, but we're we're always worried that. Um, something's going to go there's an wrong. issue you don't have any mm-hmm. time to fix it, you know? so we like to give it plenty of time um so by the time anybody else has heard it i've already listened to it seven hundred and thirty-five thousand times so, yeah so we were like by the time it even comes out we're like uh when's the next song coming out yeah yeah okay makes sense uh so when live shows come back what three songs from this ep are you looking forward to playing the most Hmm. Hmm. For me, it's definitely it's going to be better off dead for sure. Mm-hmm. Just because it's my favorite. Um, I think teeth for live because it's just heavier and it's going to have like a lot of energy. Um, and for me, it's also um, I think eye for an eye because I like okay, to, I like to sing it the way that that melody sits. It sits like right in the comfortable area of my voice, so it's just like a breeze. Like it's like I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. So easy for me. Yeah, mine would be um, Better Off Dead, Begging to Bleed, and Evil. See, Begging to Bleed, I had to think about because that part at the end with, you know, that's that's like really fun to play. Oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was honorable mention for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like the whole thing. <laughs> Is that the whole thing? Right front to back. Yeah, these, these are, I think, more so than some of our other EPs, all of these songs are going to translate to live very well. So mm-hmm. That's always good. Yeah. 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 Uh, and hopefully people will find out sooner than later. Yes. Ooh. Uh, so you said Mike is the one with the big picture here, but we're going to ask you the question. Where do you guys yeah. see the band in the next five years? If I'm not living at my mom's, that'll be cool. That's yeah. a big thing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we try to like, we try to not set too many like numerical goals because the thing is, right? Like I bet you, and, and you know, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but I imagine a lot of bands probably reply with like metrics right like we would like this many followers on spotify or this many followers on instagram i don't know when we talk to bands that's what a lot of bands do they have numbers that they want to hit right no bands I mean, don't do that if they if they have numbers they don't tell us like we want to play here we want to see mm-hmm. this we want to have this many yeah. albums out is typically the okay. world tour yeah yeah For us, okay so in that response in that regard then i think to me the biggest goal is we would definitely want to try to put out a song like whatever our start date is going to be, because it won't be January. It'll be probably normally February, February if you start releasing music again for the year. Um, and that's because the music industry shuts down from Thanksgiving to Groundhog Day. <clears throat> that's a real thing. Um, <laughs> musicians don't get to stop working, but they do. <laughs> but for me, it's once we get started releasing, we would like to be able to put out a song every five weeks. Every five weeks? <clears throat> that's our goal. Right. Wow. Yeah. 
that would be, I think, hence why I said it's finally done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously you have to get ahead. It's a lot. Right? Like you have to mm-hmm. get it. It's a, yeah. And again, and it's, and it's a lot. But we would really like if kind of between February, like, like I said, kind of Groundhog Day to Thanksgiving, we have a song coming out every five weeks. That would be that would be a goal, and that's where We're I would like to pretend. That's where I would like to think in my head. I say pretend. That was not. That was a bad omen. Imagine. But uh, I would I would hope that that's where we would be this year. Is we we set our our rec- our record for the most releases in a year. That would be to me where I hope we are on um, this time next year. Is that we're sitting on a successful year full of releases, and that we just continue to grow kind of at the same pace that we have been. You know, if we can just sustain what we've been doing, we're we're going to be fine. Um, I don't like to think too much about having like some break or, you know, some like outside thing that happens that kind of really kind of cracks the thing open for us Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, because you can't rely on that. Right. Like that would be something that's outside of our control. I also don't think, you know, how people answer about where they would want to play, like, Oh, I want to play red rock or I want to play, you know, summer. It's like, I never think about that. Like if we got the opportunity, I would start thinking about it, but well, this is, crazy this yeah. is awesome but mm-hmm. that's never a goal for us i really think it's just like connecting with more people sustaining being happy with what we do and like being able to branch out and just have just watch the rest of the story happen yeah that's what we're looking forward to i think i agree Honestly, yeah. i i like to keep what we're trying to do controllable by us right and the thing is a lot of yeah. a lot of the things you'd like to do in the music industry they're all controlled by the music industry yeah. Right. So if you're going to yeah, get on, point. if you're going to get on the radio, like if I wanted to say I want to get on the radio, whether or not I'm going to get on the radio is going to be dependent on whether or not we have somewhere between eighty and three hundred fifty thousand dollars to spend on a radio campaign. That's how you get a song on the radio, right? That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And mm. most people don't have that's it, and that's why yeah. five people are always on the radio because they have the money, right? Yeah. So things like, oh, we would like to play these shows. Well, you go ahead and you look at festivals, right? And you look at the bands that are playing those festivals, and you look up the lineups and you see who they're represented by. You're going to see a lot of CAA, right? You're going to see a lot. Like, it's all going to be the creative arts agency, right? They're all represented, handled, and booked by the same couple companies, right? You'll see, you know, like, so things that we would like to do, um, we know that we're not privy to. Because we're not cool. Yeah, we're not cool. We're not cool kids at all. So until (laughs) until you're represented by some multi million dollar company, um, you're not going to get those things. And buy into a debt cycle. And that's exactly it. They do that purposely, right? They gatekeep, right? Mm-hmm. They they don't want bands like us to succeed. We're bad for business, right? If we show people, don't give away your masters, don't give away your money, and you can still book tours and you can still do your thing, and right? And like, you know, our 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 good friends um, from Aviva, right? Um, they're like the poster children for that right now. They're doing the biggest stuff in the world. Um, and nobody is giving them the time of day because they're bad for business. They're showing people don't give these companies all of your your rights and your masters and your. So a lot of the things that we would like to do, we I don't even dream of doing it because I know we're not going to get those opportunities because we're not going to sell out, right? We're not going to mm-hmm. give anybody our baby. We're not, you know, our band, our our baby is not up for adoption. We mm-hmm. we will be raising it ourselves. Yeah. Um, and in the in the meantime, we just try to keep our goals controllable. And for us, it's all about, like Nick said, just putting out songs, creating, finding new and creative content to put out around the things that we create, um, connecting with more of our friends um, and our supporters, 
which is just like literally the, the most um, important thing to me is just getting to meet everybody and talk to everybody and, um, you know, spend time getting to know the people that are spending time getting to know us, you know, and that's really it for us. I think if we just continue to stay true to us and stay true to what we're doing and, um, and just yeah. create, then everything else that we want to do will come in good time. Yeah. You know? Okay. So I want to bring up that thing that you said about the every five weeks, a new release. Would those just be singles? What we like to do, and this is to, for, with full transparency, this is also a, a product of the way that the music industry works now. Mm -hmm. so your biggest helper as an independent musician are the algorithmic playlists on Spotify, right? Those are your Discover Weeklies, um, your released radars, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. And the way that it works is when you put out a new song, that song can only stay in those algorithmic playlists for a certain window. And that window is, I believe, five weeks. I think that's what it is. I believe it's five weeks. If you put out a song in less than five weeks, you will kick your previous release out of those. Right? Mm -hmm. So if we put out a song and then three weeks later we put out another one, this guy goes so out. So you're not maximizing the focus Ex on that song. That you're not maximizing the exposure oh, okay. that that particular song can get. Right? So you almost have to do singles. There was actually an article, I forget who who put it out, but the, the CEO of Spotify said that artists, he said that artists are not, you can't put out full length albums anymore and go away for a year and write an album, right? He doesn't yeah. believe that that's now sustainable. And he caught a lot of because heat. Because of the algorithm. Well, that's, that's the thing. Why, he yeah. caught a lot of heat because it's like, who the hell are you to determine yeah. right, <laughs> our music? So, <clears throat> I, and I and I believe me, I felt that a little bit too. Yeah. But you're, it's all, it's really, what he's really getting at and what it's really more about is trying to take advantage of those algorithms. And those are your biggest helper. Um, and then the other thing is when you put out an album, um, those songs all have the opportunity to be replaced into those algorithms. So the idea is you put out a song, five weeks later, you put out a song, five weeks later, you put out a song, right? Then you get to five songs and then you re-release them as an EP because they do what's called waterfalling which is they all boop, 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 boop. They can all wind up in the, in the algorithm again, and you mm -hmm. can re-expose this huge audience to your songs. So they will probably go as singles and then be packaged into some sort Body of EP or, or album yeah. um, because, <clears throat> excuse me, that's the only way that you can do it. Okay. There's no yeah. other way. So, so you guys are just uh, beating the shit out of the algorithm, and I love it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You, know, you, have, you have to adapt. You got to play the game, you know? You can't go against yeah. the current when, that comes, when it comes to that. So you have to just adapt and operate within those parameters. There's, there's no cheat codes for it, right? Yeah. And in a way, they have given us a cheat code, mm -hmm. you know? And they don't want people to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they, don't, they don't want because, again, it's, it's, it's bad for business. And you'll see in the next couple of years, there will be bands who are signing record deals with Spotify, right? Like that'll be the next step. Is they'll yeah. kind of take over for labels, and then and, those bands will get the priority. Yep, they'll get all the playlisting, and you know that already exists to a degree. There's obviously uh, a great deal of nepotism and kind of favorship that happens mm. with who gets uh, playlisting and and spaces on editorials. Um, that's already a huge thing. Um, you'd need to do a separate episode for me to talk about that. But the the uh, but that's where, where it's almost like you're forced into releasing music a certain way because that's how you grow. Mm -hmm. and, and, and once you reach a certain point, you know, um, then you can you have a little bit more control, right? Like Radiohead yeah. doesn't care about algorithms, right? They can do whatever they want because mm -hmm. they're, they're a freaking Radiohead, right? Like they, yeah. they, they, it doesn't matter. So, you know, you play the game and you buy your time and you kind of 
pay your dues to a degree for a while and, and do it the way that the system dictates. And then hopefully one day you arrive at a point that you can do it however you want. Cause I, I'd love to do a full length album. I would, I, it, it'd be a dream, you know, mm -hmm. but we just have to get there. That's yeah. all. Okay. Okay. All right. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> You're so smart. Wow. <laughs> this is beaten into my head by our manager. This is all, this is literally Mike. He's like, this is how it works. This is how you do it. So this is how you guys are going to do it. Well, thank you for the yeah. vote of confidence. We hope, and it's working. Yeah. So, yeah, so far, you so know, far. You, you wonder if there's a cap, right? You wonder if there's like a certain level to which you can expand, mm -hmm. and then, it, yeah. and then if you get, um, at a certain time, kind of bogged down where it just is not, it can't grow anymore, yeah. right? Like you, you wonder, you know, we don't know, right? We're exploring this, um, but we do know, like I said, we have our buddies. Uh, Aviva and you know our other buddy unlike Pluto who they're ahead of us and if we could get to where they are we'd be super happy and they're you know it works for them so we're like well at least we you know we could grow to the size that you guys are possible yeah. in that respect so yeah. we already have some friends who are kind of trailblazing that for us so that's that's great you know yeah, yeah. okay uh so <laughs> On a little darker note, uh, for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. So, right. if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Ooh. And you're asking me why I'm hungry, too. It's going to influence my, uh, my decision. <laughs> <laughs> I think if they would give me two, I would, I would want like a big ass cheeseburger. Okay. And I think a burrito. I and I think a burrito. <laughs> Burrito. Okay. <laughs> I would want a big ass cheeseburger and a, I think a with burrito. The side of a burrito. With a side burrito. And what a, drink? And a, and a, if they will give me a bottle of whiskey, I'll just take a whole bottle of whiskey because I think if I was going to be executed, I would want to be wasted for it. Okay. Yeah, de definitely. <laughs> I think that that would be a necessary thing for me to be able to deal with that. Mm -hmm. I would want sushi prepared by a sushi master from Japan. And uh, as a drink, you say water. I'm gonna. I was I almost leave. going to say. Water. I know you're gonna. Say, I know. <laughs> I, I know you're gonna, gonna say, say water. water. A tall frosted glass of <laughs> <So> water. water. <laughs> the worst. I don't know. It's water it's or okay green to say tea. Water. Green tea. How do you feel about sparkling water? Sparkling water, it's delicious. Oh my god! Thank you. It is. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to leave this call. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there you go no nick nick is very uh he eats very uh cleanly mm -hmm. i do i'm like <laughs> i'm like a dumpster i'm like oh put that in my mouth i like i don't, I don't care <laughs> <laughs> my stomach yeah, yeah, I wonder if that'll fit. That's, cool. uh, that's like how I eat, you know. Like when, they, when you go to a restaurant and they're like, "If you eat this, you get a T-shirt." I'm like, "I'm having that." Yeah. I'm that. Out yeah. I'm <laughs> um. So, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh. Hmm. See, part of me wants to say something in the future with crazy technology, but then hmm. I. Know that like technology is destroying us so there is no future so right. yeah so there would be no future so that i'm like maybe i'll do like a place where i would have magical power mm -hmm. so just in general you want magical power yeah like maybe i do like you know like the the um lord of the rings world okay middle earth i think i would middle live in middle earth okay 
Nice. What would you be? Like Hobbit? A gob- goblin? I, I, I think I would stay human. Okay. But I would want to be human. I'd, okay. Yeah, race human, class, <laughs> class, war priest, or battle mage. My DD. Because <laughs> I would want to like, have those big ass axe to chop people's heads off with, but also be able to be like, boop, and light people on fire. So I would like battle mage. I'm going human, battle mage, Middle Earth. Okay. <laughs> That's We're making a whole video game out of this now. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I would probably just live in Hyrule from Ocarina of Time. Ah, yeah, I, would. I yeah. like that. Give me a green tunic. Ocarina, I'll be good. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 And music Tom? has a lot of power. And I know my way too. around very well. You know, I've played it so many times, so I won't get lost. That's true. You won't need a map. <laughs> I played Shadow of Mordor, so I know how to get around a little bit. So. Exactly. Easy, easy. Um, <laughs> so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to has said it's the most important question. What's your favorite color? Ah, mm. mine is clearly black. Black. Mine's black. Solid. Yeah. Every, <laughs> every time I buy anything, I'm like, does it come in black? Always. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't come in black. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want it anymore. But I'm like it's a fair. black, white, and gray guy. We're the most, we're the most boring when it comes to like color. Either I'm wearing a black shirt or a white shirt, or you're wearing a black shirt or a white shirt. Yeah, pretty much yeah. always. And if I wear a gray shirt, I'm always like, I should have done this because then you pit out from like athletic mm-hmm. gray. That's your casual wear. Yeah, it's my exactly. That's like my gym clothes, but we're mm-hmm. definitely we're definitely a monochromatic, like super streamlined, very modern in our tastes. So, uh, yeah, for sure. And I know that doesn't even count because it's technically not a color, right? It's, it's technically a shade. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll take color, right? And white white is all colors. So I don't know if I had to pick like a color that wasn't black or white, I would probably say yellow. Yellow. <gasps> yellow. Yellow is the best color. So good I job. Like yellow. I'm 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 into it. Pick an actual color. Red's too obvious. <laughs> I wasn't gonna pick red. <laughs> You're gonna be like fuchsia. Blue. Blue. Yes. Okay. Okay. Blue. Okay. Do you have a specific shade of blue? Like his dark. Eyes. Like his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like the darkest. The darkest it can go. Like, like on the black side of blue. So it would be either. <laughs> Black. Yeah. I mean, you can be black even if you want. It's like, yeah, I'll take black, but splatter some blue on it and mix exactly. it. And then that's my, like, that's that's a cop-out answer. I'm going yeah. yellow completely on the other side. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and how I feel. I know. I'm, a, I'm only busting your chops. Don't worry. I love you. So as Gloria said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, I mean, just follow us on social media. Join our Discord, right? Like, um, what we're doing, we're always trying to come up with new ideas and new new ways to kind of present our music and new ways to connect with people. We do have something that we're going to be announcing soon, but I don't think it's announceable yet. Super top okay. secret still. So, 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 but that's the kind of thing. We're always trying to find some like new cool way to to do something a little differently and think outside the box. And the fastest way to get connected with that stuff is just either follow me on Twitter or join our Discord channel. Um, those are like we talk directly in those things all the time um obviously we promote all that stuff on instagram too so just our social media you know if you uh you go to eightgrades.com all of our social links are there click in right at the bottom follow us on your preferred and then uh and then you know say what's up say what's up and and stay up to date because we're always finding new and cool things the thing that we just did we're really super happy about i think it's something that i think it's the coolest thing we've ever done we're gonna wow i think it's the coolest thing we've ever done that's a bold statement we're, I will say this, we're going to release this thing and then everyone's going to start doing what we did. And I've only seen like three or four other bands really do it this way. So, you know, we'll see. 
So just follow us on your social media. Hmm. All right. That's where we leave it. Very ominous. Uh, so thank you That's for the whole claim. The coolest thing we ever did. Wow. Coolest thing. God oh damn. my god. All right. Okay. Really hyped it up. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for sitting down with us, guys. This has been eight graves. Thanks uh, for having us. Really appreciate it. It's always uh, very humbling that people actually give a shit about anything we think or have to say. So <laughs> this was a blast. <laughs> yeah, this was amazing. Wow. <laughs>